And for more, we're joined on the line now by Mohammed Nala, analyst at NetBank Capitals. Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Mohammed, let's start by looking at uh, this big sell-off in commodity stocks yesterday uh, on the JSE. Sakina, that, I guess, was the main negative drag on the JSE, on the top 40, on the all-share, effectively. Uh, and lastly, following on the last story that we spoke about yesterday was uh, was the U.S. FOMC. Uh, that made the dollar get a fair amount stronger during the course of yesterday. It kept commodity prices reasonably pressured, uh, and that led to some massive losses. And just to give the listeners some sort of example, we had Kumba Iron Ore down almost uh, almost 10%, just down around 9%. If you have a look at most of your gold counters, we had an update from Sibanye Gold. Uh, that stock not faring too well either, uh, down around 7%. So it was pretty much across the board, not just related to companies that had announcements out like Sibanye. We had big pressure coming through in terms of the platinum sector as well. Uh, and so unfortunately, you know, you'd expect that weaker RAND to hopefully buffer some of these resource stocks. That hasn't really happened. Uh, and partially the reason for this is that the outlook for commodities over the longer term, on the back of a stronger U.S. dollar, on the back of a slowing China, uh, all of that feeds in to a, an outlook for commodities that remains rather constrained. Uh, superimpose on top of that the unique challenges, I guess, that South African mining has uh, by way of rising cost pressures on electricity, on water, on labor, on a whole host of issues. Uh, and that certainly makes me reasonably bearish on the sector. I, I certainly have stayed away for quite some time, uh, and I'm not shy to say uh, that I just think the investment case for SA mining right now does remain relatively constrained. Not to say you're not going to see some short-term bounces after such big moves, uh, but over the longer term as an investment, uh, I certainly think this is not for those with a, with a, with a, weak, uh, with a weak constitution, if you want to call it that. Mm. And then just looking at uh, the U.S. there, uh, third quarter GDP data at 1.5%, largely in line with expectations there, Mohammed. Very much so. So so the listeners will recall that the second quarter in the United States was uh, absolutely resilient. We saw it come through with a massive push. It was up 3.9% in the second quarter, uh, and that number was revised three times. So 3.9% was the final number that actually came out. So not surprising to see that slow from 39 down to 1.5%. Uh, the big issue in the second quarter was a build of, uh, of inventories. And so in the, in, the, in the third quarter, we actually saw that inventory number being quite a large disappointment on the headline number. It detracted almost 1.5% from the headline number, uh, we need to see that normalized somewhat in terms of getting some sort of feel for what real U.S. economic growth is. Uh, but in aggregate, uh, some of the, or the other negative, I guess, was gross private investment in the United States was, was a drag that, uh, that subtracted around a percent. But the consumer in the U.S., uh, that seemingly the saving grace continues to grow uh, at a slower pace. I will say that it grew at around 3.2%, uh, down from around 34 But uh, effectively, that consumer makes up around 70% of U.S. GDP. And so the outlook doesn't change. We saw some support for the U.S. dollar in early trade yesterday. It seemed to fizzle a little bit in the later U.S. session, uh, but it was enough to push our rand to around 13 rand 90 uh, overnight in the U.S. session. And then uh, this drought, we've been talking about it, El Nino, climate change and all of that going on, Mohammed, And this will have an impact on our food prices. Unfortunately, so yesterday we had South African PPI data out, uh, that ticked up to around 3.6%, but one of the key drivers in that were actually food costs. Now, we know that the price of South African uh, food, specifically grains, has escalated quite materially as bad uh, harvest conditions 
uh, effectively meant that at the, at the beginning of this year, food prices were up by double already, just in terms of the primary market. And that focused through to headline inflation with around a nine-month lag. Now, the worry for me is that we know we've got some constrained water conditions at the moment. Uh, the Weather Service uh, are saying that they're not expecting any material rains until autumn next year. And so maybe just a parting note here is that we need to rally around this and say, let's be quite prudent in terms of our use of water. Uh, let's just make sure that, you know, it is a constrained resource. We're going to get an update from the minister over the course of the weekend. But unfortunately, further down the line, if this does actually persist, it means even more pressure for consumers by way of food prices continuing to remain a little bit elevated.